Certified qualified West Side host Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. Coming at you from the bunker in Southern California, on my left, my co host, my partner, is Chumahan Bowen. What? Yeah. Man. yeah. Come on. Mm. I can make her rich. Yeah. yeah, I ain't gonna do it like that. American Indian. Yeah, but I ain't gonna do it. Southern California. Yeah, but I ain't gonna do it. Elegant Barbarian. Mm. Come on. Yeah, this is the kind of morning we have. I love it. Yeah. What? This is Two Shorts New Jam. Two Shorts New Jam. Dropped in 2020. E40. Big shout out to E40. Big yeah. shout out to Two Shorts. Yeah, area, huh? Yeah. I mean, you know, California, baby. But I ain't gonna do it. Nah. Yeah. But I ain't gonna do it. Nah. And on sound. Oh, oh. Blue Eyes. Oh, motherfucker, because I'm running out of air. Why didn't you have your goddamn shit loaded and ready to go? You like the fuck? Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, you don't want me to talk Damn. Well, you like to make love, love. So like walking down the street and I had to stop. Turn up the yeah. 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 Certified audio professional yeah. engineer yeah. for the hard luck show. Yeah. And I'm a Mac. I'll come turn, turn you out. I'm on ass. That's an honest show. Reach right over and rub, rub your leg. leg. Mm. I'll let my hands slide between so your pimp shit today. Yeah. Go to work. What time is it? Yeah. yeah. Now rock the cock. Man. Mm. You remember hearing this for the first time? You were like, what? Yeah. That was funky. That was the only word for it was funky. Dude, when I was hearing that for the first time, I was like blown away. Like, I was like, I can't believe they're saying that shit. Right. Yeah. That's how old that is. Yep, that's how uh, that shows you come. He serves that shit unapologetically. Right. Unapologetically. Right. And you're like, <laughs> what's up? That kid Timmy, good morning. Butthead 805, good morning. Death Grip Javi. Yeah. Death Grip Javi, probably. Good yeah, morning. Death Grip Javi. Elia SG562 join. What up, Elias? Elias? I don't know how the fuck you say that shit, but I'm saying good morning because uh, don't trip. Yeah. Don't trip. Oh uh, yeah, tiny, tiny too. Tinito Coves. No dealing. Man, this get in here. Make it happen. That's caliente. <laughs> what is the weekend review? Yeah, a weekend, weekend review. review. First thing in the weekend review is what we heard was. Uh, Oh, Blue Eyes telling us that he had some car trouble or something. Oh, yeah, what yeah, happened, yeah. Blue Eyes? Yeah, well, car what trouble. What happened, Sean? Um, I jumped the 
Okay, so I'm trying to sell the uh, the convertible. The Beamer. Right. And I don't drive it a lot because we're in lockdown and I have another car or whatever. So right. I went to start it. It was dead. The Beamer's and dead. The Beamer's dead. The, okay. the battery. And it's not the first time. It was, yeah. So I I jumped it with my Kia and then uh, and everything was fine. But then I got in the Kia and my dashboard is completely gone. What? Like it's like the dashboard. Blank? Yeah. No RPMs, nothing, nothing works except there's like a, you know, a check engine light and a airbag light that's like stuck on. Oh no. So I took it in a Kia and they, uh, (laughs) and they were like, oh, it's going to be 890s for the part. 890 bucks for the part. What part? part. What part? For the whole dashboard. You get, they said. What happened? They said, so I checked all the the fuses and all that because I thought, yeah, I just blew a fuse, right? Right. Right. Yeah, so I checked all that. No yeah. fuses are gone, like nothing. So what happened? So I went on, uh, you know, I researched online, and I thought that I blew the computer. Yeah, that's what I. That's the yeah next the yeah. thing that I thought. Yeah, and so I took it in, and I thought they would just give me a new computer or whatever. Well, they called me and were like, "The last time you brought it in, you were at ninety something thousand miles, and oh. we're estimating because we can't check because the dashboard's gone." <laughs> We can't. We estimating that you're over a hundred thousand miles and that you fall out of the warranty. Of course. So you have to pay for this. And right. what? And what? And what do you think the mileage was? Uh, it's definitely like one twelve or something. Like oh, that. okay. So you get so, yeah, you get the edit out of the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why? So well, that you, you can oh, you can yeah, go in and yeah, say it was like ninety nine point yeah motherfuckers nine thousand yeah, hey we've been locked down I haven't driven yeah right why uh, why I would use that. Why right? is the, why is the assumption that uh, he's here. over it? Right. Rise the assumption. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what twelve thousand miles and we've been in lockdown almost a year. That's true. That's true. But I you know, I had just brought it in. I don't know why she didn't say it, uh, but I just brought it in to have the brakes done. And we I was at one something. Oh, So there's proof. There it is. If they okay. just okay. if they figure it out. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, so so okay, so you're getting ready to jump this thing. So like at what time of the day are like what happens you, you walk out and you're getting ready to jump this thing you jump it and the dash goes out like do you start cursing and kicking oh, I didn't even notice you didn't no at first because it was like during the daytime so you the thing starts up it turns over yeah it's fine it works <laughs> and then you were driving around I was driving around yeah and then you and then so if the dash is out what can't you see I can't see how much gas I have <laughs> How fast oh, no. I'm going. Flying blind. Yeah. <laughs> but like the lights yeah, work. Old school. Everything old school. works. They didn't have speedometers back in the day. I can turn on the air conditioner. You feel how heavy the wind's coming. Yeah, yeah he like, just licks his thumb and sticks yeah. it out the window. I just go as fast as everybody else. <laughs> right. Good. right. Flow of traffic. Flow right. of traffic. Right. That's like that scene from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles after they burn the car down and they get pulled over by the cop. <laughs> like, do you know how fast you were going? He's like, no, you know, funny enough, the odometer melted. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of odometer melting in cars, uh, Steve, you've got some exclusive. You got a hot tape. You got hot takes. Hot right? takes. On. Yeah, because apparently, I you know, I got a little bit of feedback. You know, a lot of people were hitting me up and saying they were happy that we first of all pulled the covers off of Brian's Trump support. Yes. Right? Oh. Dude, I had old Capper 71, Uncle Grandpa, some other people or whatever, and they were telling me like, hey, 
You got to stick it too. Even yeah. some, I can't remember his name right now, but he's like some guy that um, is is in a metal thing, right? In a me- what? Yeah, he's related somehow, part of Suicidal Tendencies or toured with them, and he's part of metal, and he's been in metal for a long time. I can't think oh. of that off the top of my head. Punk? But he might, he, for reals. I yeah. looked him up because I'm like, how's a, this dude have this many followers? So I looked it up. But he was like, dude. He's like, you got to tell, Brian. You got to tell him, bro. You got to thank God somebody, You blah, 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 right? But then you told me that uh, Brian had some reactions to the subsequent show where we analyzed his Instagram account. Yes, right? he, didn't, he didn't like it so much. Because, you know, and first and foremost, you know, I don't know why keys off on me. Mm-hmm. Because Steve well, was you're giving, the main mouth. Yeah, but Steve was really giving him the lumber on that one. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you, you listen to a little bit of the recording of Steve. After how we come, left out of No, that. wait. Before we get to that, why is it that it's me reading what he wrote that I get the shit? Because you exposed him in front of the girl. It was all that you did this in front of her, in front ah, of Kitty Sterling. Right, right, right. It's but all, like it, you, that's the part that he has a hard time. Yeah, with. but how come you like you? I was listening and I was like, you know what? To be honest with you. For the first time on this show, I was like, yeah, man. Yeah, Steve's laying it to this guy. Yeah, it's between those two fighting. Now, finally, I'm not in an argument, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, oh I don't have to deal with the, the fucking shit now. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, it turns out that he's the only person he's mad at is me. You're the instigator. He hey, thinks. how come you're not the one that he's mad at? I don't know. But let's <laughs> listen to what he says. <laughs> So wait a second. Go back. So he he was upset because why? Because you read his profile off in front of her. And is uh, and, it, and it sounded all weird. <laughs> it did sound weird. <laughs> but did I read? And it now weird? we're like we, we, we're like throwing out that all these fucking gold diggers are getting at him. And then you read the thing off. Right. And it was like, oh well, no wonder. And that you did that in front of Rachel. Yeah, but I mean, like, but I mean, the thing—it's a public profile. Like everybody sees that. And if yeah, you, but obviously she hadn't seen it. Not well, but she had she hadn't seen the sandwich. She hadn't seen any a lot of, of things. Like, there's right. a lot of shit that Rachel Sterling's not going on Instagram looking at guys' profiles, right? But but do you? Oh, blue eyes. Do you re- <laughs> look right <laughs> in those blue to, eyes? Look, you, in, look in the camera. Those blue eyes. Look at those blue eyes. No, say Kita says gold diggers need not apply. Delusional fee says fact finding. Fact. Tinito Cove says I don't send money. But the thing is, <laughs> hey, to give a shout out to my son Vincent, yeah. delusional feast, delusional feast. When's I he coming you. back? Yeah, he's coming back soon. All right. All right. But the thing that's funny about that is, is that and a shout out to Bertie Luciano, my daughter Sophia. Thank you. Hey, but the thing about that is, is that um, the reason why you and I even know about his profile is because uh, Budhead eight hundred five, his girlfriend that he got at Goodwill. 
Mm-hmm. Remember that guy? Yeah. It was his woman that found that. His girlfriend that he got at Goodwill. <laughs> he didn't get a job, but he got his girlfriend at Goodwill. He couldn't get hired at Goodwill. Oh. I'm not trying. No disrespect, butthead. Disculpe. 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 But he couldn't even get a job at Goodwill. Ran himself over. The guy that ran himself over with a truck. Right. His woman was looking at, we were, we were caught up with the sandwich. Right. We were clowning the sandwich. And what was this woman looking at? She looked at the profile and she's like, man, just look how sad that is. Yeah. And she read it. Yeah. And it blew us all up, dude. We were laughing our ass off. And then from, it took years after that. I don't know. When did he take down the gold diggers don't up, need not apply part? God, I forgot about that. Jesus Christ. I don't know, bro. <laughs> this guy. Everything not to do. Right. Just, just follow Brian. Right. But when did you have talks with him after later about his Instagram? No, he started adding all sorts of shit on. And I really didn't take notice until I started seeing the sandwich posts. <laughs> That's when I started looking a little bit closer at his Instagram. And because uh, he had said something to me, because there was only one picture up on his Instagram for a while, and it was at my pad, and he was in town, right? And I had mentioned to him, hey, are you doing the Instagram thing or not? Are you fucking updating it? Are you doing anything? Because it's always that one picture. He's like, oh, yeah, you didn't see? I've been, I've been on it. Oh. So I remember like a day later or something like that, I'm <laughs> scrolling. I'm like, you see what this guy put up, right? And I look, and it's like, I don't know what the fuck's on there, bro. I don't know what. Like, it was like I was looking at somebody else's profile. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. But bro. what's funny was, because then there's that other picture. That was... Like institutional cafeteria plates, <laughs> foods. They look like they're coming out of some cafeteria in a fucking, trend, like a, Even I don't way... know, a halfway house. <laughs> like, it all's got that real dim tint to it. Like. It's really right. depressing. Yeah, the, uh, right, like, the sober living filter. Like, yeah, it's like, dude, it's the sober living filter. Everything's dim. It's so true, dude. Bro. He had like he had like six or seven pictures right after all consecutive. Like the that. thing that I keyed on was the salt and pepper in that one photo because it's the same salt and pepper that comes like in a like plastic wrap yeah, together yeah, that you yeah, buy yeah. at the at like a sure. at like the convenience mart when you're camping at 7-Eleven. Right. Yeah. You're like, "Oh fuck, I forgot the salt and pepper. I'll just grab that." And then the other picture that we keyed off on on that episode was also the one where it looks like he's at like taking a photo in front of a fake background at Marine World. But it's like the prison behind yeah. him. And he's got like a muscle shirt on. Oh, yeah. No, that's a prison picture. Right. What is that? That's where they put like a, a fake background. Right. And you and there's a little garden. <laughs> and everybody takes the picture and it's the same background. I see. Yeah. yeah. I was like, dude, that's a crazy thing. So anyway. A sunflower popping So he's around. upset that I said that he made him sound creepy to the point where he actually himself was like, you know what? That does sound creepy. Like you woke him up. <laughs> That's why I say it was all serving a higher purpose for him. Right. You shouldn't be mad at anybody. We actually helped him. Right. We did. Yeah. We're doing the people's work, man. Yeah. I mean, you we're know. We're helping people here. Right. We're trying, we help that man. We saw to... those pictures of that sandwich, and I was like, I need to help this brother. Yeah. Um, all right. So what about you for this last week, Steve? What's going on for you? What, is, what have you been up to? What the I fuck are you up to, bro? Over. Listen, I had said to somebody... <clears throat> Just uh, this week, I said it to a couple people. I really have never been so busy in my life. Um, 
completely deep in it on every, and I'm and I'm really trying to give my best effort towards a lot of things, but you know, we, we had some good meetings on on West Lowe's and and some great things are happening there. A lot of people working hard on that project and lining things up. We're doing H2K work consistently, uh, bringing on great guests. Let here. me ask you a question, man. What was the most irritating thing that happened to you last week because like you tell us about you know listen we understand you're in a million different projects you do a lot of shit but i love it when you get pissed off what was in the last week where you were like what the fuck is that or what was the irritating thing that happened to you last anything irritating thing that happened to me last week are you noticing anything that's bothering you or irritating about anything from the news to the guys around you? I know you can't really say who they are, but you certainly could be like, you know, guys got to stop jacking off on the bed or whatever it is. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, 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 they're. Yeah, man. Um... Look at it. I love when he's like calculating how he's going to say something. You know, man, like, I guess that, the, I guess more, I guess kind of, I give you, I'll give you an example that's like a more of a blanket statement example. And that is that I think motherfuckers think, I think that, motherfuckers think that I'm asleep sometimes, you know, and maybe I am asleep sometimes, but, uh, I know you've taken a couple like of naps actions, on the show. Bro, like, let me give a tip to everybody, man. Just pay attention to, to people's actions, man. Take some time to watch. If you can take your eyes off what you're doing and look at the people around you, man, pay attention to some of their actions. And it says everything, man. I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I uh, What did you see? What did you see, Steve? What did you see, Steve? What did you see, Steve? I just... Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. We might was not some, want to start with me. I don't know, man. Was some guy come rubbing? On, come man. on, man. Was some come guy, on, man. Was some guy rubbing his thing against the sofa? Like, come on, man. I can't. Really you don't have to s- say any names. I don't, well, I won't say any names. But but there there is. Um, yeah, man. I I, I really. God. Bastards! Come no, on! I don't have anything for you. I didn't come have on! Come on! No, I tell you what was going on with me. That was the most frustrating thing. Was probably with myself. Uh, uh what? Which is what? Which is like this fucking lockdown had me fucking. It's just been really, really difficult to get really like breaking a sweat and get a good workout in. I just can't seem to so get So what happens, bro? What happens? In. I just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. What goes through the big Lux mind? Because listen, let's not, let's, because this is real. You, you a constant know. balance, a constant fight with balancing, a constant fight with getting everything done in the day. Like, that's what my days consist of. Me trying to squeeze <laughs> in everything I need to do yeah. every day. Right. And it's like this, battle that goes from the moment room and I open my head, yeah. my eyes, yeah. till I go to sleep and how I did that day. Right. And like, it, you know, sometimes I have these days where I wake up and I meditate and then boom, I'm right into service and I'm working and I'm knocking out four or five hours in front of the computer <laughs> and calls and I fucking get a fucking four or three, no, a two and a half to three mile run in. Yeah. You know, lift some weights, come back in, fucking... You know, knock out some more work, do some creative writing, do some reading. It's like 
when I can do all that in a day, yeah. that's what I'm supposed to be doing. But it seems like I can't seem to wrap Delusional, all in. Delusional Feast wants to know what's up with the rolls of Oreos. Oh, God. That's the, been the... Well, that's the little cheat, but I haven't been doing those for the last What's like, the 10 new days. one? What's the new one? It's a it's a soda. Which one? It's a soda. It's a Coca-Cola in the in the bottle of the old bottles. What do you what, like, what do you do? Do you work all day they, and you come home it, and get, you just hit the bottle? I get I get the bottle on the way home. <sighs> at this little liquor old school little <laughs> liquor store, right? <laughs> yeah. And they got the bottles chilled. And uh, I go in there, but what my what delusional feast is talking about is like um maybe like three weeks ago. A month no, no, ago, you brought that up. You brought that. Where up. the Oreo double stuff. I want to hear about this Coca Cola. No, okay. So it's like, a, what happens? You're rolling around in a caddy. I'm just whatever. I've worked all day, right? And one way or another, I deserve that. Whether I did any <laughs> whether I did any physical, you know, work or anything, but as long as I poured out and I worked that day and I got a lot of, I deserve that Coke. And that's like my high point is that Coke, bro. It's full of sugar. I get right. in about right around dinner time. Right. Sometimes it's dessert after dinner. Right. But that's like my, been my treat. But I've been doing that like five days out of the week. Right. So. How good is that first hit of Coke? Like, oh, it's amazing. It burns. Oh, God. It's so it's good. Coke. It's really satisfying. Yeah, it is. It's a good one. That's the cheat. That's the cheat right now. But um, so trying to do all that every day is yeah. like, to me, like I know this sounds stupid, listeners. But a guy that's not been... Uh, that's had points of being consistent short term points of being consistent, but somebody who's overall not stayed the path at times. I'm constantly trying to be like a good man. And to me, what a good man is, is he's doing what he, what he claims he says, or, but when no one's looking, he's really doing that. And that's like a guy that's taking care of his spiritual, his mental, his physical, um, his responsibilities, his community, like, and I know that, to me, that's what I make up a good man. And so I have to touch all those parts every day, I feel like. You know, how am I doing as a father? How am I doing as a business partner? How am I taking care of myself? How am I in my community? Um, so that's the constant for me. And But the problem is that I'm I, I, I kind of like, if I miss one or two, it's fucking frustrating, man, you know? And um, I used to have, like, I used to wake up and want to go drive iron. Right. Every day, right, dude. I don't know where that went. Right, what? That's bothering me. That's bothering me, man. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I also have a fucking shoulder that's getting worse and worse. His right shoulder of mine is so fucked up, and uh, it's on me every day. So that's kind of been some avoidance. But anyways, that's where, that. So my only headaches this week have really been like. Me trying to like, I'm just trying to go at a hundred percent every single day, and it, that doesn't happen every day. Mm-hmm. Some days are fucking seventy-five. Some days are sixty. Some days are eighty. So that's it, man. Nobody did anything to me this week that really pissed me the fuck off. <clears throat> uh, it's on you now, Chumon. I would say that the hardest thing for me to deal with this week uh, was that my daughter choked on some mango. Really? Fuck. And um next time peel the skin off of it before you give it to the baby. I just give her the whole fucking thing. I'm like, here you go, kid. 
It's a symbolic of life. Yeah, you just peel off the top and let it. No, it was so. cut up, mm -hmm. right? And it was in the fridge. And my daughter, dude, she's like, you know, 18 months now. So she's got like teeth and whatever. And we've been feeding her stuff. And uh, it was at night when she was going to get her lechita, lechita, her little milk. Lechichi. Yeah. So I carry her around. And when we make her little lechita, uh, I let her help me now. Right. And she loves it. So she opens up the fridge. I go, open up the fridge. And she grabs the fridge. She doesn't see me helping her. But, you know, I help her. But she right. thinks she's doing it. Right. Of course. Oh, she's like, right, she like flexes. Mm, yeah. Then she pointed at the bowl of fucking mango. Right. right? And it's sliced up. It's all that yellow shit in there. I want some of that. She loves fruit, man. She's a fucking fruit junkie. So I go, all right. I mean, what? Mango. It's healthy. So she, I give her a piece of mango, and she eats it, and she's biting and eating mango. She ate three pieces, right? And she was cool. Then she ate, she took a bite of another one when we were in the room and we were reading books, and then it just got stuck in her throat, bro. So what happened? Dude, her, her, I, I can't even tell you, man. Her face turned red. Yeah. Right? And she gave me, I mean, it was like instant zero to 100. She looked up at me with like that face like what what the fuck is going on and i yelled for my wife i'm like sarah you know and i grabbed the baby and i picked her up and i was carrying her and i could kind of see that it was there and she had kind of like made like a throw-up sound so she was trying to do something with it right and um before we could actually it didn't take long but before we had to do like evasive maneuvers like, apparently you're supposed to, like, lay the baby down on its stomach, like, in your arms and, and tap on, on the, the back. back. Right. But they say let him try to cough it up first. But right. then you don't have that much time. So right. while you're doing all that shit, you have to also know, like, I got what? Keep going. Why mm. are you laughing? Uh, just because I, I lived through this, too. Me, too. I'm yeah. listening to his yeah. techniques. Right. So I'm, like, I'm also thinking, like, oh, dude, we've, we've got... One of those squeeze things, too. To suck out something? Yep. We got one of those, and we got, you know, ready for 911. Mm -hmm. But, dude, that's so fucking... Oh, are you kidding me? It's the scariest shit there is. Right. And on top of all that, so that's going on, but she eventually coughed it up finally. Right. And it was, it was like a, a long, narrow piece that was just... She took a bite in a crescent moon shape, but it was long, so she tried to swallow it without chewing it, and it just wouldn't go down. Right. So, but then after the baby's safe, yeah, right. You got the mother-in-law, the mother, and the dad, Papa. Who was she with when the fucking baby started choking? On whose watch? Your watch, Papa. It's on your shoulders. <sighs> and so, like the like the women start being like, "Well, that's why they can't have mango." Oh. You know what I mean? Oh. You know what I mean, dude? They did. They laid the whole mangoes too tough for baby. And this is why you shouldn't be feeding the baby, Chumon. D they didn't say all that, <laughs> it, but almost. Oh, no, I'd have gotten hot like a motherfucker. Oh. Nah, but I didn't want to turn it into a, a major fucking fight, right? I got to take a piss, goddamn. Right, bro. <sighs> Tell him, Sean. Um, well, first of all, that's not going to be the last time that that happens. I mean, you're probably, you know, your kid's probably going to choke it and also be able to clear their own throat, you know, probably 10, 12 times before you're, 
I don't know. But every time, I, I understand, like, when the first time it happens, everybody, like, is shitting a brick over it. But, um, yeah. Anyway, the point of the matter is, yeah, I almost broke the baby. That's right. I almost broke. <laughs> and it's broke, your fault. Yeah, and it's my fault. Yeah. But you know what? I was like, you know, part of me was like, still felt kind of bad about it. So part of me was like, I just got to lump it. Do you know what I mean? I just got to lump it. They're gonna, they're gonna give me, they're gonna cast some shade in my direction. I'm gonna just have to bear it. This is like you said. I was thinking about it, and then at that point, I realized, shit, it's more amazing that more babies don't die from choking. But I guarantee you, it's gonna happen more than once. It's gonna happen a whole bunch of times, and each time, your kid's gonna be able to solve it by, by themselves. Sounds like you're wishing her. Yeah, it's gonna. No, it's gonna happen again. no, but it's gonna happen a whole bunch of times to you, buddy. <laughs> Dude, I like I, I'm sure like there's people watching or listening right now that have like multiple kids mm-hmm. and they're like eh, Oh yeah, they're, 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 that didn't even phase me. Right. Yeah. It happens to They hear they hear a kid choking and they're like, uh yeah. Hawk it up. Like, they don't even trip. <laughs> no, but so I was tripping because I was thinking about it and I was like, fuck it, I'll shoulder the blame. I mean, I understood on an intellectual level that like that's gonna happen no matter what happens. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I understood oh, also it can happen on anyone's watch. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And I also understood that like to a certain extent that for whatever reason, the women sort of need to be like, see, a guy can't really right. handle. Go ahead, Sean. Bro. Yeah. It's the truth. Right Let there. me tell you something that right. happened to me. Go ahead. All right. I love my kid. Of course. I fucking love this kid. Of course. I mean... I, when this kid sleeps, I stare at him and I'm mm-hmm. just like, ah, oh, he's just, yeah. When I'm gone and at the show, sometimes I'll, I'll think about him on the way home. Anyway, so, and I always, this is, this happened when my kid was like one and a half or something like that, right? Okay. So sometimes I'll lift him up and I'll throw him in the air and then, you know, I'm oh. hugging him. Like he's just, he's precious to me. So we're at, we're in the kitchen and it was in the summertime. And uh, and I threw him up like I would throw him up, but I was standing right under the fan. <laughs> Wait, saying that back up, back up. What? The ceiling fan. <laughs> I threw him into the, into the ceiling, ceiling fan. fan. Oh my fucking god, oh Bruno! Thought, we're excited, or we? No, get? I thought we were like, you know, in safe distance, but his head hit the fan. And it and it, you know the fan wasn't going; it was just you know rotating very slowly. But anyway, but it hit him in the head, and it and it um and he started bleeding like a, oh, and boy, talk about feeling like shit. And talk oh. and you know what? And the fucked up thing is, my wife comes in is like, the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You know, like, you oh, like, you know, and the like, baby sees that kind of too, right? right? And she's like, oh, and she's like taking him. She's like, oh, what did you do? Like, oh, and uh, man, Tyga, I wanted to be the one to, to you know, comfort him. Yeah. And let, let the kid know, I'm like, sorry. I didn't do that on yeah, purpose. Right. Was like Daddy wasn't trying to kill you. Right. Like, but when the mom acts like that, you yeah, feel like the kid's like, getting like the notice, like, hey. Yeah, like you're the get away from this. Yeah, right, precious. Right, right, oh right. man, and uh, to this day I still think about that. Like, yeah. oh fuck, man. I got man. I dude, felt so I bad, did, uh, so dude. I f- listen to this. Yeah, me and Jessica are getting ready to go to like uh, <laughs> oh, that's tough. Um, a wet like uh, we're out to going to a friend's wedding or something like that. And we're getting ready, and I don't know where Vincent's at. Vincent. For some reason, Vincent wasn't there, but Bird was. Sophia was there, and she was in those little those little walkers where you set them in, and there's wheels, yeah, and they, they can, can roll around, around the house. Yeah. I step outside to smoke a cigarette. Jessica's in the shower or whatever, and Bird's rolling on a thing. I have a fucking iron out. Oh no! Yeah, bro, in the kitchen. I've stepped back. I'm smoking, and I can see Bird through the front door oh, yeah. in the living room. For one second, I turn and walk and smoke and to put my ashes out in the alley. Yeah. And as I do, I hear a scream. I hear my daughter scream. And I fucking run in the fucking house. And so does Jessica. And she's crying, screaming. And Jessica pulls her out before I can out of the baby chair. Right. And she's like, and we see that the iron's falling on the ground. Right, and we're like, oh my god, and and, and Jessica's checking her, right, face and burning. her body, yeah, she's yeah. Burning. and we both are, like, oh yeah, and then Jessica like pulls her in tight to her, and she's like, oh my god, oh thank god, she was just scared, she's scared. but Jessica's like, like we're fucking, yeah, and as she's holding her close, Bird's crying, room crying, and I look at Bird's foot, I look at her foot, oh. and the skin is just pushed. Like on right, like, if that's the foot, the skin is pushed down like that. Oh, oh my god! And I like instantaneously, without thinking, with my hand, move it back. Put a little duct tape and push no, it just back. Move back up, and I'm like, oh shit! And it's like a, a second degree burn, bro. Damn! Like fuck, and we get the last one. And, and you know, I even telling the story today. Fucking, bo- it just bothers me, man. Like it could have been fucking really bad. Oh, worse. Hit her in and the so, head, right? Even Sophia always shows me her foot because she's got a scar on her foot. Damn. She's like, see that? You did that to me. So, Just pour a little green juice on it. Yeah. But <laughs> there was, a, there was, a, there was definitely. Uh, well, I'll tell you one more. She, Vincent choked, and I turned him over. Yeah. 
with his chest, and I hit his chest, and he spit it up. I forgot what he was chewing on. I have a big piece of carne asada or something. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, how and, old was he? Oh, he was young. It was like, I had come back. No, no, this is before I left for, um, okay, he was like one years old. Oh, shit. He was just standing around. Yeah. Just starting to walk and stuff. Um, but then, it was right before I went to prison. And then, um, but I will say, I think, I, now I can't remember if it was Vincent or Sophia. Me and Jessica are at the Blackwoods pool, a friend of ours pool. Yeah. I'm sitting across in the pool, and there's a pool, and then there's a little jacuzzi, a little hot tub. Yeah. And I'm sitting back, and I'm doing whatever. I'm watching. There's about 20 people. The kids are in the pool. Everything. And I see my kid that's sitting with the feet in the hot, in the ah, jacuzzi part, right? Yeah. Just dangling on your feet. Knows not to get in it. And I can't, I think it's my daughter. Yeah. She can't swim, but she's just sitting there. Because Vincent and all the kids are playing. I see her like somehow step, and I see her just go straight, straight down under. Yeah. Right? And dude, I fucking, dude, I was like, boom, <laughs> right? into the pool, my right. grabbed right. her top of her head and just out, bro. Yeah. And the baby was like, 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 yeah. like really scary for the baby, man. Right. Fucking yeah. scary, yeah. man. Mike and on- that's, that's scary ass shit. That's the scary shit, dude. Or your kid choking. Yeah. That's. Doesn't get any more scary than that. You're in the moment. Mike right Mike R. Gill suggested that we should do H2K the baby edition. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, St. James says that delusional feast is having traumatic flashbacks as we tell yeah, you. Yeah, I hope for sure he is, bro. No, but so, dude, I'm going to tell you something, man. Yo, it, Vincent, hey, there's a little person in Vincent's life, too. Yeah, well, he uh, he understands. He, Vincent told me just now, he's like, with Latinas, you just got to take that shit on the chin, Chumahan. <laughs> he's like, you, the baby choked on your watch, you're just yeah, going to have to yeah, take yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. that's... Whoa. Hey. Whoa. That's the truth, too, because uh, after that, right? Uh-huh. It was like a bunch of lessons on Chumahan on what babies can and can't do. Oh, no, dude. All day, dude. It was like dude. a festival. And You're like looked- the best dad. All of a sudden, they're going to sit you down and give you lessons. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Dude, listen to this. Hmm. Not only that. Right, but but they're like dogs can't eat chocolate, dude. Yeah, they were, dude. <laughs> dude, even the eyes, even the eyes. Like when I the walk around, yeah, they're looking at me like I'm got, like, like I got a knife behind my back. Oh, oh, right, yeah. right, right. And then I didn't even do shit, and I feel guilty just that, like after that, like wanting to play with the baby. After right, that, I'm like, like, is this okay? You see, like eyes in the back. Yeah. Like, oh, oh hell no. Right, nah, right. Yeah, I ain't going. For but that. you know what, man? I had to do every. So I had to do everything in my power not to bite on any of that. Because right. I wanted to defend You're my... On the show, listen, on right. the show, I can let loose. Right. But in the house with the Latinas, I got to be like, I got to control my shit. So sometimes right. when people are hearing on the show, it might just be me like unwinding. Because mm. I've been holding it in during the fucking... <laughs> Unwind by all means. What, ha- what happens when your wife listens to this, this episode? Uh, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of so this this part she's gonna agree with and she's gonna think it's funny and she's gonna think it's fine and right. she's not even gonna be sorry that her and her mom were kind of like right. that's mango motherfucker ain't no banana 
Right. That ain't no banana. It is kind of fibrous, Jumahan. It is, but she was biting shit, and I don't know. There was teeth marks in it. It seemed like-, like You know what, though? It's like- what is that? In retrospect, you know, little babies growing up in the jungle been eating mango and living their whole Listen, lives. Strong, over everybody. 100 years. You're telling me babies but, can't eat mango. I mean, everybody's <laughs> correct in retrospect. Listen, the point of the matter is all those. There's millions of people that were babies eating mango and they're alive to talk about it. Don't true. let. Listen. Don't even like think. Of, don't think that that argument didn't creep up its little mole head during the looks that I was getting from everybody. Right. Don't think that I wasn't like I was bubbling inside, bro, like a pressure cooker. Because they were like, "It's a mango. It's fibrous. It's hard. You, you either they don't eat it, Chumahan, or you got to chop it up into little pieces so they can swallow it." Yeah, everybody knows that. You know that kind of shit. You know that comes from maternal mother lore. Like you just yeah. know that. So I and I had to sit there and just be like. They're like, Chumon, you don't have the instinct. Right. You don't have the mother right. instincts. I had to, I had to, I had to just take it. And then the flip side was I was also like, you know what? In order for me to be able to take it, right? Like not get I had to find some other things to hold on to. Like and, what? Well, like what, yeah. Okay, so this is what's going on with me right now. Currently, right now in my life, I am really working hard to interpret situations that serve me. Right? And Sean and I have talked a little bit about this, but it like the thing that I'm working with right now is like all our past traumas. And if you've been watching my runs, my talk runs, my run talks, whatever the fuck that is that I do in the morning, you've seen me starting to talk about this, which is the idea that events in your life that are traumatic, they on by themselves don't really have a meaning. They don't have we assign meanings to these events. And they may have been traumatic and there may have been pain and there may have been danger and it may have been shocking and all that stuff is true. But what it means, the significance of it, the story you're telling about it, that's something that we put to it. Anyway, without getting lost on that. So I'm like, how am I going to read the baby choking as a way to serve me? Because I could look at it and say, you know what? You know, my wife and my mother-in-law are giving me the lumber right now, and I don't like it. And, you know, that's, it's unfair. It's not right. Uh-huh. And part of that's true. The other part of it is, you know, you're a bad father, Chumahan. You should have seen that. It was on your watch. No matter which way you slice it, you know, da 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 da, da. And so I'm like, how am I going to look at this thing so it serves me? And so I started uh-huh. looking at it, and I was like, all right, you know what? Number one. It really caused me for a brief moment to reflect on just how much I love my daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing that came to me. Okay. And that she's still here. <clears throat> okay. And without a hit of that every once in a while, it can get real easy into you feeling like this is how it's always going to be. But the positive that came out of it was like, man, you know, I can't imagine life without her. I can't imagine life without my daughter at all. Mm. And as much as as much as that's true, some people have had to go through life and they've had to face that. And I have to have some thought about that, some compassion for the fact that there are some parents through no fault of their own or even an instance like what happened to me, which is like, it's not really my fault, right? Like in a certain sense, it could happen to anybody. And sometimes those kids do pass away, heaven forbid. <laughs> And those folks got to go on with life without that. 
So from the positives and the things that I took from it was like, you know what, man? I got a chance to re-up on how crucial and important my daughter's life is to me. I got uh, a chance to realize that um, there's women in her life that love her. I got a chance to look at uh, maybe, 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 you know, it could happen to anybody. But you know what? Maybe next time I will be a little bit more mindful, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then also maybe I have to also come to grips with the fact that no matter how careful you are, Mm -hmm. something's going to happen to the kids. Yeah, bro. And you got to. And as I was thinking about that, I was like, you know, that might be. One of the things that if you don't have children, that might be a lesson you might not be able to get hold of. True. A lesson which is life is about risk, risk and love. And powerlessness. Yeah. And love. Like, like, and when I say love, I don't mean like, you know, love is the force of the universe. I'm saying there are things in your life, whoever you are, that you love. Mm. Be it a cold Coke at the end of the day. Mm. <laughs> Be it your child, right? Your grandchild, your beautiful grandchild, Steve, right? And yes. you have to, not only do you love something like with that kind of passion, you're also stuck in a situation where you're powerless, where you can't, there's a lot of stuff that you, can, you can't control. Oh, bro, let me tell you something. Yeah. I got, I know, I know something about being powerless right at a level that maybe you guys don't even know yet you know i'm i'm sure i don't right of being completely powerless and being pulled into the moment of uh, just being happy that this person's with you right now (sighs) you don't know what the future brings and it's gotten and it's gotten close a few times before that and you have nothing, ain't a motherfucking thing you can think of or come up or something quick or sly or sc- to try and say, to try and get a hold of the situation or, no, you are powerless. Mm. You can stand by and witness. Right. Mm-hmm. That's hard when it starts coming to your child. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's lessons that begin us preparing slowly. If we choose to be realistic, real about shit, not live in a fantasy, right. and they start with, what he's talking about there are and as they get older and older your responsibility on their safety kind of becomes less and less because they start beginning to become their own person dude their own oh, yeah. Man. but I there think- comes a point where there's going to be like i don't know whether it be they leave the house or they take the car for the first time or and you're like fuck what what I can do nothing. This person's now going to make their own decisions. Dude, Sarah and I have conversations about that a lot because exactly what you said, like there's a point at which the protection is necessary and then there's a point in which the protection starts to hurt. Yes. Because they don't get out and see anything. They're living in a bubble. And so the thing is, is like, well, Sarah and I talk about it. She's on one end of the spectrum, which is like, this is my child. I'm the mother. I'm going to protect no matter what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm on the other end of the spectrum, which is like I'm pushing to break the bubble when the time is right. Mm-hmm. So it's constantly a discussion about when, <clears throat> like, you know, even at like 18 months. can Because I'm the guy that's like, let's put her on a slide. Let's throw her into the fan. Well, whatever, right? Like, and she's always on the side of like, she's still just a baby, mm-hmm. right? And so we're constantly, and I think that, 
you know, we don't have a formula set up. And at, at the baby stage, I still defer to her a little bit because I'm like, you know what? You know, she isn't five yet. When we forget sometimes because we think she's so advanced. And like, I would imagine for your son, Coit, it would be easy sometimes to forget that he's still just a little kid. Right. All, all right. the time. I, I misjudge his, like, his level of like, cognizance. Right. And also, I think, like, uh, you're, it's weird because we're all at different stages. And, like, you know, your kids have, like, grown up, right? right. And your kid is, like, small. But, I mean, like, when I, even when my kid was small, I had ideas about how I wanted to parent. Right. Like, what I wanted to do to kind of usher him into, like, right. greatness or whatever right. it is. Right. And my ideas about, like, what the best way to, like, raise him is. But then you get there, you get to the points, and you realize that they don't want any of that. They right, want right. to do, they want to experience it the way they are. They, and you can't, you can't, you can influence it like a little bit, but like what they like and what they're going to like be into, grab onto, yeah. is completely out of your control. Right. It's like mm -hmm. what Mike Tyson said. Completely. Yeah. Everyone has Every, a plan to get punched in the, the mouth. Yeah. 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 And, and it's, it's, yeah, you start to under you start to get a grasp that every human being is in their own path, right? And that no matter how much you think you can br brand something into somebody's mind or like influence them, yeah, you really are separate. They might take everything you gave them and pick something completely different. You know, like absolutely, it's com it, it is man, and it's a lesson. And I think that that's one of the lessons and one of the gifts we get from being parents, from creating offspring. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many lessons in this. It's part of Mother Nature. It's part of the process. I don't care what anybody says. There's part of the process. Just like me having a grandson is still part of that process. I'm starting getting to relive something with my grandson mm. that I couldn't, I was not at a place where I could even have that with my son. Right. You hey, know? you know, what's interesting that you're talking about offspring, um, we should, uh, because as you were saying that, I go, hey, that's right, you know, kids could do that. But how come it's like Donald Trump has Donald Trump Jr. and that guy turns out to be just as much of a shithead as Donald Trump? Yeah. Like that's the one guy that didn't rebel is mm -hmm. Donald Trump Jr. That guy's following those footsteps right along the path. And he's already out in the news trying to bolster his dad's presidency. He went on to Twitter and said like, my dad is the first president that's never started a war on his watch. Right? And then he got lambasted by everybody on Twitter because they laid out a bunch of presidents that actually were presidents and there was no war going on during their watch either. He just hadn't right. read any history, but he's out there, you know, uh, trying to shore up his dad's failing legacy for the next phase. And so there's a child that's following right in the fucking swampy footsteps. Another thing that was happening this week is that obviously President Biden was inaugurated. What did you think about that, Steve? Um, I'm just, ha I'm just, I'm just glad. I don't want to go as far as to start saying that. I'm just like this pro fucking great Biden. Like that's my guy. Yeah. I just want to say that I'm relieved that the inauguration happened and that he's in office. Anybody to get that fucking nut out, racist out that right. pig. Even Republicans are jumping shit, man. 
Right. I mean, they are. You know, I, I will say I watch I, my big thing right now is uh, I have on my TV, I have Newsmax. Okay. Which is the pro Trump. Right. That's right. the pro Trump brand right. that's challenging Fox. Right. Good. So it's even more radical than Fox News. Right. right. Fox is liberal compared to them. Right. So um, because I have access to this, I always check in just to see what they're saying. And even them, even them, they were on the Biden boat. They they had a guy on there that was talking about this is, you know, uh, because he went to the Arlington National Cemetery and he was right you know, paying tribute that way. Right. This guy was like, oh, I was in the the cabinet for the for the second Bush and Bill Clinton. I was there when Barack was, and this is a, a historic event. And they were all riding on on uh, on Biden's. Coach yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the other aspect is is that right? So the inauguration happens. Lady Gaga comes out, does the national anthem. Oh, what did you boy. think of that? God, this is a lot of like performances, and it's just, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck Jennifer Lopez was doing there, but Lady, I don't know. They turned it into like an MTV Awards. It's a fucking inauguration. What are they fucking doing, man? Everything's a fucking. I don't know. And maybe because there hasn't been shit, they wanted to pour it all into this because, but it seems like they're turning everything into a cheesy um, mm. American Idol show. Well, listen. Fucking motherfuckers, thing, man. But the thing that stole the show, which I thought was kind of interesting, uh, not kind of, you know what? It's like I write a lot of poetry on my Instagram, right? So I'm all about poets. Okay. And I was excited to see that there was a poet that was featured, and the poet is the person who stole the show. Mr. President, Dr. Biden, Madam Vice President, Mr. Emhoff, Americans, this and is, uh, the world. I haven't heard this yet. Amanda Gorman. Comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace in the norms and notions of what just is isn't always just is mm. and yet the dawn is ours before we knew it somehow we do it somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken but simply unfinished we the successors of a country and a time where a skinny black girl descended from slaves and raised by a single mother can dream of becoming president only to find herself reciting for one i mean it goes on from there do you want to hear the rest of it old blue eyes mm. are you is that good for you? i haven't heard it yet so i mean and yes we are far from polished Far from pristine, but that doesn't mean we are striving to form a union that is perfect. We are striving to forge our union with purpose, to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters, and conditions of man. And so we lift our gazes not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. We close the divide because we know to put our future first. We must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. Let the globe, if nothing else, say this is true. 
that even as we grieved, we grew, that even as we hurt, we hoped, that even as we tired, we tried, that we'll forever be tied together, victorious, not because we will never again know defeat. I mean, what are you, what are you seeing at that point? Man, I listen to that and, uh, and I wonder like what's, what's going to happen here. I know. You know, because like I, I, I feel, we're not there yet. We're not, we're there, not yet. there yet. But 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 the thing of it is, is like, on the one hand, it's a bunch of bullshit to the extent that like, but this is at the inauguration, man. This sets the tone. So there is some like, there's some hope there. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think, you know, I think people don't have a um, like. I think that because history is is so lost, I don't think people realize that. You know, when JFK was inaugurated, do you know who was the poet for JFK? Mm -mm. Uh, Robert Frost. Hmm. Robert Frost is the guy that talked about taking the path untaken or whatever, and that made all the difference. Robert Frost is one of the greatest American poets ever. Right. And so it was like a real class move for JFK to have Robert Frost there. And apparently like Robert Frost the sun was like in his eyes and like JFK, the president of the United States, shielded the sun so wow. he could read right. Yeah. So I think on some level all inaugurations are bullshit. Right? Like it's a political theater. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna get a stripped down it and by the way, to anybody that's like thinking about it, if you do see the stripped down inauguration that's like the real one, that too is theater. In the same way that reality TV is theater. So I don't think you can get to that. But like you said, I think that the, at least it's it's uh like a hope. You know what I mean? Like at least it's at least it's setting the tone in a different way. The other point is, though, that, like, you know, the racists are still out there. You know, Trump is still running around in the South now, going to give speeches and trying to start his own party. Do you know who the poet was for Trump's inauguration? I don't. Who was it? There wasn't one. Fucking great. That's a good one. Of course there wasn't. That's why I put on mine, I was like, you know, my poem, the last poem was, you know, it's a blessing when the person who steals the show at the inauguration is a poet. Fuck yeah. Right? Like, I mean, okay. It wasn't J-Lo, and J-Lo can steal any show. And she's still great to watch. I don't care what anybody says. She's fucking hot. And Lady Gaga, right? I don't, whatever, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to trash Lady Gaga, but I'm not that excited. But she could have stole the show. She could have. Uh, and clearly Biden, listen, I'll be honest with you. I got choked up and this is true. I got choked up a little bit when the Latin Supreme court justice Sotomayor swore in Kamala Harris, who's a woman black mm. and from India. Right. Then the, and, it, and from Oakland, such a different, Shout out to Bay Area. <laughs> too short, too short. <laughs> Hey, I can make her rich. East Oakland. Yeah, well, I ain't going right. to do it. <laughs> um. But my point is, is that um, I don't think that um, I did get choked up on that. Right. And I did feel like that did mean something in the same way that you could kind of say that like Obama is the first black president. So that's amazing. But in that same thought, you're also going to acknowledge, but he's still an American president and not that much shit changed. Right. Right. It, 
it's it's it is historic, but it doesn't mean the work is done. Like like you said, we got a long way to go. Got a long way to go, man. And a short time to get there. Watch old bandit run. <laughs> All right. Well, um, okay. Real quick, uh, Steve's chatting up our next guest. Let's hit everyone up with the headlines. Uh, you you said what did you say uh, just recently? You looked at the news and you saw some famous television guy passed away. Oh, Larry King. Yeah, Larry King died. Not a big deal. How, how old was he? Uh, about eighty seven. Eighty seven. COVID. COVID. There's talk that COVID was responsible. Um, Is he an LA guy or New York? Fuck if I know. Uh, that's about as much as I care. <laughs> uh, and also, also the other aspect is, uh, let's go around the headlines here. Uh, the International Olympic Committee is going to start vaccinating mm. that Olympic athletes so they can compete. Mm. I hope none of them die as a result of the... The vaccination. Okay. Are you an anti-vaxxer? No, but I've just been reading that people are getting sick or whatever, or complications from the vaccine. Right. Um, and then uh, some other things. Uh, let's see. So the Breonna Grand uh, jury, right? So Bri- what? Breonna Taylor. Yeah. You remember that story? Yes. All right. Krish, Say her name. Wait. Krish, Krish Bandana Pali sent a request to be in our live video. I'm going to let it come in. Uh, well, I gotta see what what happens when you I, do that. I, I'm waiting for Krish Padana Pali. Hey, the Breonna Taylor ju- Grand Jury is uh, suing or asking the court to impeach the Attorney General of that state because I'm waiting for. Hey, here comes Krish Krish Padana Pali. I gotta see what's up. All right, let's. Hey, hey. Is he coming on or what? I don't know. It's taking time. I don't know what kind of maybe the Indian internet is. Yeah. Does it in, is, is, is it good or bad? We have the Wi-Fi. Oh, there we go. I'm trying to. We have the Wi-Fi sitting on top of a stack of chapatis. This is crazy. I don't know what. This anyway, is a, a hard it, look exclusive. Hard look first. <laughs> but uh, the Breonna Taylor jurors, the grand jury, oh. is is suing to impeach. The attorney general because he lied about the grand jury indictment. Really? So it came back that they weren't going to indict the, the 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 police or whatever for killing the the African American. So the grand jury said they were never given the option, and the attorney general made it sound like they had the option, really? and they decided against it. The truth is, the jury and they jury is coming forward to say, and they've unsealed the grand jury records, which never happens. They came forward to say. That's a lie. We did not get the option to vote. We were not given the evidence regarding that. And so what we decided was based on limited evidence, and we were never able to charge him with murder. So it wasn't our decision. That's a big fucking deal. That's a big... I don't... I mean, I don't... I wish we could talk about it more, but that's a big deal. Um, uh, A TSA agent is convicted for tricking a chick to show him her tits. Really? Yeah. Some TSA agent uh, had a woman walk through and then uh, told her, like, there's the only way that he could see, the only way that he could make sure that she could get on the plane was to lift her shirt up and show her, show 
<laughs> Show him her titties. Yeah, nice. And she did. And then he asked her to pull her pants forward so he could look down her, her pants. Jesus and she did. Christ. And then when She's she left, and then when she left, she goes, nice tits. Just <laughs> <laughs> come back. And now he's Is being... that Trump? That was Trump. <laughs> that was Trump doing that shit, bro. Uh, How'd this guy get a job? I don't know. I don't know. But also, they are um, starting impeachment, too. Impeachment two on mm-hmm. Monday of Trump, and yes, you can impeach a president after he's been the president, mm-hmm. and, and already all, been impeached, and I already guess. been impeached. And uh, I wanted to play a little bit, of, and you, uh, Steve, put your earphones on because Please. you got to hear Chuck Schumer, who's the Democratic uh, guy in charge of the impeachment. He got one job. Okay, I'm going to announce one. the impeachment on the Senate floor, and this is a politician talks all day. Okay, all right, that's what he does. All right, here we go. The fact is, the House will deliver the article of impeachment to the Senate. The Senate will conduct a trial of the impeachment of Donald Trump. It will be a full trial. It will be a fair trial. But make no mistake, there will be a trial, and when that trial ends, senators will have to decide if they believe Donald John, Donald John Trump incited the erection. <laughs> incited. incited the erection. Erection. Guy's got one job in his life. All he's got to do is talk and say. Oh, he incited some erections. <laughs> he he incited some erections from the Proud Boys. Yeah. yeah. All right. You All right. Sure. I got more headlines, but obviously we got an intelligent gentleman out there. Oh, yeah. A handsome gentleman. Uh, we need to get down to it. So uh, why don't we wrap this up? <laughs> a masculine gentleman. A very masculine gentleman. We hope he's a masculine. Fully potent gentleman. <laughs> Firing <laughs> off no blanks, yeah. gentlemen. Uh, all right, let's uh, wrap this one up and let's move on. Like we do about this time. Adios, amigos from the Hard Love Show.